0: go. Uh- Back, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Tuesday, August the 30th, 2022. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per
1: usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, hey, Joel, I'm good. I'm coming at you as usual from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, really. Really steamy Brooklyn, New York, um, which it kind of always is this week, the week of the U.S. Open. Um, my hot take today.
2: Is that because God gets all sweaty about tennis?
1: Uh, yeah, maybe. It's just like the the week of Labor Day is always kind of the hottest week in New York. Um, I don't know why. My hot take today has to do with uh, former major NFL coach and uh, genuine D bag, John Gruden, um, who made his first public comments today, since, uh, he was, he stepped down from his position as the coach of the Las Vegas Ra- Raiders, yeah, Raiders. Um, he said that the emails he sent were shameful and, um, he won't make excuses for him, but he's a good person. So my hot take is that John Gruden is back. Because that's all he had to do in, for the NFL in America is just say, no, no, this is bad, I'm, but I'm not a bad person. He said, I go to church. I've been married for 30 years. I have like 17 children or how many kids he has. Um,
2: Whatever job he wants, he's got it
1: now. Right, exactly. Right, yeah, exactly.
0: Now, I thought he already had a job with ESPN or ABC or something like that. Because he was doing Monday Night Football, but that was probably before he was
1: coaching, right? Before he was coaching, yeah.
2: Well, he took—I mean, he no, because he coached, and then he took, and then he retired or quit, or I don't know what the hell he was doing, and started doing commentary, and then he got a job again.
1: Right, like, right. Yeah, you know, he was the coach of the
2: Jaguars. or Maybe something. he can do like NFL Live. You know, like the like uh, MLB Network yeah. hired back Harold Reynolds, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck did they hire back hire Harold Reynolds? I don't care the fact that he's like a fucking domestic abuser, but he's also really shitty at baseball commentary.
0: <laughs> my thing is that the NFL is here's, here's my hot take to your hot take, Sam. My hot take is the NFL is as incestuous as an episode of the Game of Thrones.
1: Uh, okay.
0: Right. And as rapey. And has ran, and there's the equal amount of sexual bio sex crimes. Yeah. Because, like, John Gruden, you know, like a white man failing up, right? What has John Gruden actually been successful at? He won. I think he
1: won a Super Bowl.
0: He won a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Art 1, right?
1: Art 1.
0: In Art 1, 21 years ago. And he kind of backed his ass up into that Super Bowl victory, if I'm not mistaken.
2: I can't remember.
0: They had that was their deep
2: I mean their defense was fucking lights yeah. out.
0: Zap. That was the one sap used.
2: Yeah. yeah. They played the they played the Bears, maybe.
0: No, they played the Raiders. They 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 beat the Raiders. Oh, the-, the Rich
2: Gannon Raiders.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hadn't slept for three days and I watched that Super Bowl all cracked out on my ass. Uh,
2: Why? <laughs> Never mind. I don't need to know. This is was 2001,
0: point. Thomas. Was that's, 2001. That's what you did.
2: Man, 2001. I don't even remember the Super Bowl. What <laughs> month is
0: it? It was Tampa Bay versus Oakland. Uh, but like he's been parlaying that one success into 21 years of, of of a career
2: like he's a marketable he's a marketable caricature though he's so like that's all you need in america you guys heard about this fucking young gravy no no it's like like the internet know. happens it's just like america is just commodified into like the dumbest version of like the worst things like if you if you like g- give a white guy like a funny haircut, he'll be popular. Or like, if you, it's just really bizarre. Anyway,
0: Gruden does have a funny haircut. That's true. But like, 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 what is he good at? That I, sorry, that's the point I was trying to make. What the fuck is John Gruden well, apparently? I mean, he's apparently he's be good a <laughs> be, being a
1: homophobe.
0: Being eh? a homophobe, a Being a
2: racist homophobe. I mean, he's obviously okay at coaching football by the terms that the football thinks. You know, like, Like, had a job in the NFL, so obviously he's not, like, incompetent at that, or else he wouldn't have that job.
0: No. See, I profoundly disagree with you on that. I think he is incompetent at being a football coach, and he only has a job because it's as incestuous as Game of Thrones, and they're all fucking each other, and there's only, like, three dudes – that they would consider hiring for a football head football coaching job, like what? I bet Gruden boys? sucks
2: hella nuts.
0: Hire Jimmy Jones, but right? <clears throat> whatever the Cowboys like Jimmy Johnson, like
2: which either one, either it's the same one, thing, right?
0: Exactly.
2: Well, I, I hate
1: either. the NFL. Uh, we talk a and John lot. John
2: Gruden's back, right? Yeah,
1: he'll be back. Don't worry about it.
2: It doesn't matter what you think, Joel. He's back in the NFL rules. All
0: right, I'll shut up. We're moving on. Also (laughs) joining us, as per usual, uh, after a couple of weeks, is Thomas. Thomas, how's it going?
2: It's going pretty good, Joel, coming to you from sweltering, smuggy Seattle, where we're extra smuggy. I don't know why. Never mind. Uh, And uh, it's 80 degrees, 88 degrees, and it's really lousy here. But... Uh, I'm coming at you with – my hot take has been going back and forth. It was going to be about that maybe it's the best time to be – of all of us in this room, I'm in the worst position as a baseball fan right now because now I have a month of sweating it out while my team, like, tries to make it into the playoffs. Like, Joel, you have abject failure in the face of what should have been success. The Red Sox weren't really doing anything, and you have your past glorious rest, your laurels, upon i'm actually in the least enviable position as a baseball fan because now for like when they if they lose to the fucking tigers i have to shit my pants and have a big old fit about it instead of just being able to like well, if they lose who cares you know what i mean like joel that's kind of the position you're getting in into at this point sam you're definitely there but like so that was going to be my hot take but then i decided that i decided that i wanted to talk about fantasy baseball because my fantasy baseball leagues are Wrapping up, and I decided that fantasy baseball is a complete fucking sham. I love fantasy baseball. I play it. We try not to talk about it, but I play it all the time. It's I'm very actively involved. I like scour the, the you know the waiver wire and pick up guys, and I go I'll like pick up probable starters all day long. You know what I mean? Like I love this shit, and I realized that I will play these people that haven't looked at their lineup since like May, and are winning. And they're winning every week and they beat me. I talked my, my friend who I regrettably asked to be in this league, and he's just like, oh. Uh? And he and then he's like, Yeah, I saw him beating you. I'm like, you fucking asshole. Like you still have like you have people that are out for the whole season, like starting at shortstop, and you're still fucking beating us. You know, it's like and I just so I decided that fantasy baseball and fuck fantasy football, fuck fantasy sports in general. Fantasy baseball though is a total
0: joke. Totally. The goddamn robot is in like third place in our yahoo league
2: my my friends al's team my friend in uh the in our espn league he he auto drafted and he auto drafted uh aaron judge and pete alonzo and it's like it was, and like and then a bunch of other people like his team is just like and they're both players that he's like, I would have n- never drafted them in a million years like there was those are guys I would have never taken in my uh, under my own choice, you know, but because the computer picked them for him. He ended up with this just crushing baseball fantasy baseball team. So it's kind of funny, I guess.
1: What's yeah? Interesting- I like fantasy baseball more than fantasy football, because I feel like there's more to do. I feel like fantasy football you just do your draft and if you draft well then you're good but fantasy baseball it's more about picking people up as this because the seasons so long
2: that's what and i people... was thinking too sam but what i'm telling you is that i've been paying attention the whole season and i'm losing the people in now going into the final rounds in to make it into the playoffs to people I'm losing people that are not checking their lineup, like they're not putting in starting, like they're not rotating out starters that are getting the start. You know what I mean, like on a daily basis. Right. So,
0: fuck it, man. Just draft players who play for blue teams.
2: I mean, you know, I I I actually enjoy it, but it's just funny that I always, I don't always lose, but I have definitely lost a lot.
0: Well, you up? Yeah, we we. One of the rules is that when we just start talking about our fantasy teams, we just watch t- people turn the t- turn the the dial right. off as soon as we start talking about our fantasy teams. Don't talk about your fantasy team. That was the Don't really talk hard. about your fantasy teams. Mariners beat Tigers though. Right now, how's that going for you?
2: Uh, I actually turned it off because I was worried it was going to interfere with our signal. We were winning. We were shutting them out, but they they scored two runs in the eighth and ninth inning or something like that to get get break the shutout. Chris Flexen is throwing some extra innings out of the uh, bullpen. Mariners are uh, a collection of aces and a rising star. I don't know, fucking
0: a. We gotta talk about this. This is gonna be a Mariners heavy podcast.
1: Wait, and so how are, I'm, I haven't been paying attention to the standings. You guys are in pretty good shape, wildcard wise, right?
2: I mean, nothing's guaranteed. We're we're in the second spot, right? We're we're floating around with Baltimore or with a uh, with Toronto and Tampa,
1: right? Okay, cool. Well, yeah. and we're
2: I believe we're like forty one and sixteen. We're like
0: yeah, the since team since like June first or something. Yeah, like.
2: since June, I think we're the best team in in the league, and we've had like it's like one of our best stretches since like our existence. would.
0: Well, well, since two thousand, I'm hopping on that Mariners bandwagon. Yeah, we're so. both getting on your bandwagon, Thomas. So get ready. You need to get. I mean,
2: it's out. gonna be. It's gonna. Well, I, I I welcome you, welcome you both. But I believe it's gonna be a very crowded bandwagon. Yeah,
0: you know, And really it's also,
2: good. but it. it, it I, I, fuck man, it's pretty wild. It's like they they're all of a sudden set up really to do well in the, in the playoffs. They've got crazy front line starting. Our starters in the last thirty innings have given up four runs. And have walked four and struck out 40 or something like that like george kirby didn't throw, he threw 24 straight our, our rookie starter who they sent down to the minor leagues because they needed limited his innings he threw 24 straight strikes to start a game he's yeah. pitched again tonight he only pitched five innings there are like our starters are crazy it's it's and uh yeah i don't know it's it's a really an unfortunate position to be in at this point because it's like now all of a sudden the fucking chips are on the table we need everybody to ty francis started coming back around which will be nice i don't know it's like i said before it's unenviable i think i'm i'm now a nervous wreck the only good thing is is that we've extended julio so now i mean that was the reason i was like i think i've said on this podcast before i was watching julio that's why i was paying attention to the mariners really kind of on a daily basis and then they just started fucking winning and just locking that kid up is like it's just so such a fun time to be a mariner fan
0: Hold that thought. I'm gonna ask you about the that. craziest
2: thing to say ever.
0: I'll ask you about that in about 10 minutes. Uh, let me jump in here. My name's Joel. I'm coming at you from uh, beautiful 72 degree Champaign, Illinois, where there is no climate change, obviously. If you are looking for a place to avoid all sorts of climate disasters, please move to central Illinois because you know. Whatever. Tornadoes are fine. Um, My hot take is I hate old people. So Uh uh, (laughs) the Chicago White Sox got swept. My team, the White Sox, got swept this weekend by the lowly Arizona Diamondbacks. And for some dumb reason, um, one of the local... TV affiliates went to a charity golf tournament and asked Ron Kittle and Hawk Harrelson what they thought about this year's White Sox. And both of those assholes, especially Ron Kittle, uh, rookie of the year of 1983, defended Tony La Russa and said it's not his fault that the White Sox have been such a trash team this season. Uh, here's Ron Kittle. Unfortunately, a lot of the players. This is a quote I'm from WGN Nine, Chicago's very own WGN TV. Unfortunately, a lot of the players. They're more interested in social media than they are sitting out there hustling and busting their butt to win or lose the ball game. You lose a game busting your butt. You tip your hat to the guy. If you do it lackadaisically or lazy, I don't want to put up with that stuff. Sam, oh, I'm doing this to you because, Sam, you were the one who said on this podcast, didn't Tony Larusa literally tell the players to stop hustling the first base?
1: Yeah. Yes. What? I would like to get the guy's take on the student loan debt forgiveness thing. What? I would bet he's one of the guys who's like, I worked my way through college in 1954. Like, whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? (laughs) I would be willing to bet he's one of those guys.
0: He is exactly one of those guys. (sighs) And being interviewed about his opinions at a celebrity charity golf tournament in Chicago. (laughs) I mean, are the White Sox...
1: You said both of those names, like I should know who the fuck those people are, and I do not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Are
2: the White Sox... Uh, about to turn into some kind of culture war?
0: Yes. I think the the White Sox have been a low simmering culture war for two years now because of Tony La Russa. Like old school, you know, like all the old school guys are defending him. And then Racist you- old
2: white Illinois guys versus yeah, it's old,
0: I think I don't know if Ron Kittle white or not. I should know that um he might not be white um uh, whatever but like
2: old boys it,
0: network. It, now hawk harrelson who also my other hot take is that i'm not a hawk harrelson
1: fan my hot take is that hawk harrelson is definitely a white guy yeah, no.
0: Yeah, he I, yeah, he I,
2: fucking sucked. Yeah. I didn't give a shit. I fucking hated that guy until they finally I, retired. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I guess you kind of like have some significance. Oh, yeah. One white, white. Fuck Ryan Hawk
0: white with glasses. She gone. She go. Yeah, he gone. Hey, he gone. He gone. Go. Candy corn. You can put Sox- it on the board. Yeah, yeah, White Sox fans love that guy. And I it's think. Because they love one-liners. He's got good one-liners. Part of it, I think, is that I didn't yeah, start, Same with Dave Niehaus. I didn't start really paying attention to the White Sox until, like, 07, when he was over the hill and just saying, like, oh, you're just, like, mentally not there. Like, <laughs> you're just, just saying... Just
2: lost hey, old man on TV. You're,
0: you're just a lost old man that still has a job on TV for some fucking reason.
2: Yeah, I'm with you, Joel. Old people suck.
0: Old people suck.
2: I'm glad I'm never going to be one.
0: Don't be one. Um, anyway, the White Sox got swept by the. We talked a lot about the White Sox on the podcast last week. Like they they got swept at home by the fucking Arizona Diamondbacks. Who does that? Who yeah,
2: they're, they're they're scuffling a little, I'd say.
0: Yeah. So so. Well, the Guardians
2: don't look that great either.
0: What? What? No, the Guardians don't look great. The Twins don't look great. But I don't know. Central's
2: a fucking mess.
0: It's been a mess all year. But so the Mariners should try to to line it up so they get to play Cleveland in the first round. If,
2: they get the, if they're the last seed, but they don't get a host a game then.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'd
2: like I'd like to drag people over here. Yeah. I would love to get I'd love to get the number one wildcard season. Although if we hope
0: in Seattle in rainy October, that would be fucking amazing.
2: Well we have a roof.
0: Yeah, but still nobody like it's three thousand miles. Like what don't play the Astros, but even the Astros are two thousand five hundred miles away from Seattle.
2: Well, I mean, no, I mean, in the in the first round, the higher seed hosts all three games.
0: So you, you, yeah, I knew that, but I thought the better record did. It's always the, it's always the higher seed.
2: Well, I mean, it, the the lowest wild card qualifier will play the worst division winner, which is going to be whoever wins the central. Yeah. And then the top two wild card teams you play each finish other.
0: Finish ahead of Tampa and toronto
2: if we win the wild card if we win the or the top team in the wild card then we host the three games for the second wild card seed and the third wild card seed goes to the division winners and plays three games there best of three
0: um quick shout out to all of the listeners really appreciate it uh i have been banned on twitter again threatening to stab Ralph Nader in the foot with a fork.
1: Yeah Joe, I would like to actually invite you to just get all your Ralph Nader hate out right here on this podcast because yeah what do you hate Ralph Nader?
0: Okay so you know the whole I when I made that tweet it sounded very rational and logical in my head. But I could understand. Had you been drinking? Yeah yeah I've been drinking but yeah and still um Okay, you know the whole thing. Like, would you time travel back in time to kill Adolf Hitler? You ever play that game? That, like, you know, mental game? No, oh, that's
1: a game. That's just a thing that people say. Yeah, right. Like a like when they're trying to be cool, sound cool. You know what I mean?
0: Or they're really high and they're 19 years old.
1: Right, exactly.
0: Yeah, sure. <clears throat> so the answer is No. But you might need to go back in time and kill Ralph Nader. That might be a good idea. And here's my argument for why. So if you kill Adolf Hitler, you're just gonna, there's going to be another guy who takes his place, right? Like, maybe you delay the rise of Nazism by a few years. Maybe it's more homophobic and less anti-Semitic. But basically, the same structure is going to exist, right? You're not going to avoid some kind of genocide by going back in time and killing baby Hitler. However, if you stab Ralph Nader in the foot with a fork and prevent him from running for president in the year 2000, Al Gore wins the presidency in the year 2000. And you have probably... Fundamentally changed human history the most because what happened?
1: The United well, States. Well, I don't think that you know that running for president doesn't involve actual running, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you can stab him in the foot with a fork, but it's you can you still, still run. run for, pre- for president, you'd like, be like, Oh, this crazy <laughs> he guy. Couldn't, he couldn't run to the catch to the, the bus.
2: Stab
0: <laughs> He catches the bus. He can't
2: run to catch the bus, as he famously does, but he can still run for president.
0: <laughs> no, nobody's going to vote for a man in the cast. That doesn't make sense. Uh,
2: I think he would have still run for president if he got stabbed in the foot with a fork.
0: What if it was a rusty fork?
2: I mean, if he died from it, I mean, it, yeah. but then that kind of why would you even include the stabbing him in the foot with a fork? Why would you just say, if you went back in time and killed Ralph Nader, you would unequivocally change history more than going back in time and killing
1: Adolf Hitler. I feel like you could go back in time and just tell Ralph Ralph Nader what happens and he would stop running for president.
0: Do you think he would though? I actually don't know if he would. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. That's probably a
1: smarter answer.
2: He would definitely. If you could somehow show that you were from the future, but I don't think you could really. That that would be.
1: I mean, he was the Green Party guy, right? Right,
0: he was a Green Party guy, and you say everything you believe in gets absolutely trampled. Right next years. Al
1: Gore is our only chance at a climate change presidency. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Because we've moved on it by like by the end of Bush, we would moved past exactly. trying to change climate change. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's if this you know, thing, it's called 9-11. Look it up.
0: Actually, and and then we're in two wars. Like, if Gore is president, we still get 9-11. We probably... Like, maybe. we Maybe. We probably still have a stupid war in Afghanistan. That well, Not if there's no 9-11. Well, but hear me out. I'm not saying that Bush, Bush
2: did 9 11. Hear me out. Yeah.
1: Yeah, look it so, up, Joel. Yeah.
0: No, no, no. Jet no, no. fuel does not
1: melt steel beams, Joel.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know jet fuel. Can't. I'm the one who got banned from Twitter, you guys. I know <laughs> jet fuel can't melt steel beams. I get that. I understand that. I also know George H.W. Bush killed Kennedy. See? Yes.
2: <laughs> Man, Uh what's his name? D- Dick Cheney looks terrible now.
0: He's like really old.
2: He's so weird looking.
0: He's really old. I can't believe that. Well, I can't. Henry Kissinger is still alive, so of course Dick Cheney's still alive.
2: That's crazy Henry Kissinger. Evil,
0: evil don't crack, Thomas. Evil don't crack. <laughs> Uh yeah. Anyway, that so I got banned from Twitter. Uh so you can't follow I don't me. understand
2: that because you're back on Twitter. You're on Twitter.
0: I mean, like I Aren't can't you? tweet.
2: You're not there like if I go I, you're not going to be like all over the place like you always are t- talking about how bad the White Sox suck and
0: Exactly. Like I'm still there. The account's still active, but I can't tweet. You you can tweet at me but I can't reply. It's like it's like remember when Eli said listening to a podcast is the closest thing we'll ever know to being a ghost. Because just listening to a conversation, you can't reply to.
2: That's what that's what being banned from Twitter is.
0: On Twitter right. Like, I can read all my friends' Twitter conversations. I cannot reply.
2: Oh, that's bizarre.
0: Yeah. So is it different than when
2: you threatened Elon Musk?
0: Yeah, it's way different. No, I think... Either it's because I threatened to kill Elon Musk, and I did not threaten to kill Ralph Nader. I just tried to stab him in the foot.
2: So inciting violence gets you a ban, not a not a.
0: But I can still actually. Yeah, and I'm still reading Twitter. Also, I think it's Elon Musk has way more clout than Ralph Nader does.
2: No, I mean it has to be like a a line in the sand. You know, it's like you threatened. To kill him. Whereas with Ralph Nader, you threaten bodily harm, you know? So it's like, you're like, okay, you just can't look at your account. How long are you banned for? Seven days.
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah. That's fun. I'm going to say mean things about you on Twitter.
0: You should. Yeah. Yeah. Today's day two. It's hard. It's really good for my mental health, though. I should start a diary.
2: Oh, my niece responded to uh, my
0: Detroit fan niece yeah yeah what'd she say
2: well oh that was going to be the third part of my uh my hot take was that the kids today are too they're too sensitive (laughs)
0: because i (laughs) asked her
2: mom for her i saw that we were playing the tigers and she's 13 so i was like can i get your can i get matilda's phone number or something some way to talk to her so i can talk trash and sarah didn't respond for a while but then she sent something back and was like her number is this or whatever and i was like okay so that means that she asked matilda and matilda said yes so i'd sent matilda text and i said you know hey what's up she said hey what's up and then i said the mariners are really pouring it on here and my sister texted me a little bit later and is like well she seems like she's really flustered by you talking so much trash on the tour But all I said are the Mariners are really pouring it on here. We were up nine, nothing. Like we were totally killing them. I didn't say like, you
1: know, like, okay.
2: <laughs> it was like a, barely dipping my toe in the water of trash talking, but she finally responded
0: that did you talk- she's
2: just funny. I don't want to, re- I don't want to like read personal okay, information.
0: Don't but read it, but she's talking she's, she did
2: comment how they don't have an error. So she was, that was a good she's thing. She's looking at the bright side. She's a Tigers fan. She's been been blessed with an opportunity. The best opportunity as baseball fans is to see losers and experience losing teams and to like see what that's like and to still remain a fan.
0: We've talked about this. That's character building. Exactly. I love it. Tony Lewis is in the
1: hospital.
2: Did Tim Anderson choke him? I've also been drinking.
0: <laughs> Thomas has also been drinking. Uh, Tony Lewis is at the hospital. That's crazy. All right. Well, uh, I want to give a shout out to our listeners. Last week's episode, Sam and I talked a lot of shit about the Red Sox and the White Sox. So listen to that episode. Shout out to our listeners, Chicago, Illinois, Hardwick, Vermont, Champaign, Illinois. Ben, Oregon. Did you guys know that there was a mass shooting in Bend, Oregon the other day? No. Yeah. Yeah, a dude took an AR-15 into a safeway and killed a bunch of people. What? Whoa. Yeah. How many? Well, two and himself. What safeway? Where is that? On the east side by Costco on um, Highway 20 east of Pilot Butte. Uh... It would have been, it probably wasn't even there when you used to live there. Yeah,
2: way out there, huh?
0: Yeah, way, way out there by the car dealerships. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, tw- by 27th Street, south of Mountain View High School. Like, drive drive like a mile south of Mountain View High School is where it, it would have been.
2: Gnarly. I have a general idea of where that is, that's, but that's still scary.
0: Yeah, it's fucked up. Uh, L.A., California. So, shout out to Ben. L.A., California. Providence. Sorry wrote, about the shooting. Yeah, don't. It's so sad. Ashburn. It's and it's just. Anyway, we'll talk about other depressing we things. You should
2: do a twenty-minute episode on stopping gun violence in the United States.
0: Exactly. Ashburn, Virginia. Melbourne. We, a lot of Australians wasn't to us. That's cool. but uh, Yeah. Dallas, Texas. Portland, Oregon. Azov, of Russia.
2: Does for
0: Vedania. Uh, continue to listen to us. I'm assuming they'll let me get back on Twitter at Dump on the Ump. We got a Facebook page at Dump on the Ump, Instagram, and a WordPress blog. All right. We're doing great. We're doing great. Guys, this is great. This is great podcasting. Here we go. You mean from about... the script? We do have a script. We're going to the script. We're going to talk about your guy, your boy, Julio Rodriguez, Thomas. You ready? Oh, yeah. I haven't even seen the script, but I'm excited. Mariners heavy podcast. All right. J-Rod signs massive new contracts with the Mariners. He did? Last week, Julio Rodriguez and the Seattle Mariners finalized a very complicated (laughs) 7-17 year contract that could potentially be worth anywhere between 210 and $470 million. This is believed to be the most complicated baseball contract of all time, with stipulations including a 2028 club option that is dependent upon Rodriguez's place in MVP voting, a player option for 2029, when Rodriguez will be 29 years old, And at least $35 million of additional incentives based on variables such as Silver Slugger Awards and All-Star appearances. So, Thomas, my question for you is this. What is Julio Rodriguez going to do with all this cocaine?
2: I think that's a strange jump to make. He does not seem like a cocaine guy to me. He is way more into weed, I'm sure of it. <laughs> uh I think A I think that he, he probably doesn't smoke that much weed because I imagine that he will earn as m- close to that for I, I would my bet is that he is as close to that 470 million top end he's going to be closer to that than he is going to be to the 210 bottom. I agree. I think he's going to, I think it's a, I think it's a win. I don't know. I don't know that I could be happier about it. Honestly, like it's a win for the Mariners. It's a win for Julio Rodriguez. It's a win for baseball fans. It's like all in all, it's perfect. He gets, he gets, if he wants to leave in his after his 28 you know like dependent on mvp and he was the one who came up with these mvp voting uh stipulations like if he finishes in the top 10 a certain amount of times if he finishes in the top five a certain amount of times if he wins it if he wins two mvp awards he gets 470 million a year 450 million essentially like and he's betting that he's going to be able to do that and I honestly think that the contract is laid out in a way that's going to motivate him to work really hard to do that. <laughs> I mean, the the worst case scenario is that he wins you know, MVP next two years and then his contract is vested and he just basically coasts through the next 19 years of $40 million <laughs> the a year.
0: MVP and you're 22, 23 years old. And you're like, well, that's 400 mil, I'm out. <laughs> I'll so just
2: phone it in for the next 20 years. <laughs> Actually, god damn it that's what's gonna happen
0: fucking damn it topoto you're a moron so <laughs> uh, i don't know so thomas i don't know if you listened to last week's podcast i didn't we talked about tatis mm. and like they're like they're like these young guys like get paid get money but what yeah, i
2: mean these extensions these extensions need to start getting more I think this is like uh, this is a really cool new hybrid contract. It's really good for players. I mean, I I, I think you know I think Acuna, I think Albi's kind of got fucking they got low ended, and I I mean it, they, maybe they won't end up producing, but maybe they will. And if they're betting on themselves, they have you know I don't know. There's a certain amount of like lowballing that has been going into extension contracts at this point. You know what I mean? Because there is an incentive to try and lock a player in for a reasonable amount. Of, you know, I mean it's seven million dollars per war at this point. So like or three million i think so, yeah
0: that sounds more way.
2: so like if you're a two war player you're technically worth seven million dollars a year you know it's like that's that it, it makes the contracts look really small all of a sudden really quickly so but at the same time i think Julio's betting on himself and i think it's really i think it's a cool contract and i think it's really awesome i think it's good for everybody I, I,
1: okay i think this is a terrible contract for everybody
2: Oh, so no. I have
1: I have a counterpoint to you, Thomas, because I think this is a shit contract, especially for Julio Rodriguez. I think that I don't. If you listen to the podcast, I'll just like my take last year with Fernando Tatis Jr. Is you shouldn't give twenty-one year olds four hundred million dollars, and that was my hot take for Fernando Tatis Jr. And I think that that's true of the Mariners here in in um the the Rodriguez situation too. So I think it's I think it's not a smart move on their part. But also this is like professional sports and you need to get guaranteed money. If you're Julio Rodriguez, you're giving away all of the power to the fucking team right now for if you hurt yourself and you know can't have your um can't have your you know whatever your bonuses or whatever. If you want to bet on yourself then you go to free agency and get your shit in the open market that's what i think
2: um, yeah but i mean it's signing four years, this deal right?
1: signing this deal for whatever is is a bad is a bad move by a professional athlete and i can't believe that his agent or the like the players association let him do it i mean um, he's because got it's 210 friendly. million over the next 7 years that's like it's a team friendly deal and you shouldn't be signing team-friendly deals after this whole lockout situation. Like, you have to be doing everything you can to be pushing that average income of a player up and up and up.
2: Oh, are you, uh, are you suddenly an income, or you're suddenly a union guy now?
1: Now, I've always been a union guy for the <laughs> Players Association. Uh,
2: you've had a lot of anti-union hot takes. I feel like that's something I directly remember. I'm
1: anti-teachers unions oh okay
2: <laughs> specifically, teacher, teacher. specifically
1: teachers
0: specifically teachers specifically joel's teachers <laughs> um pro you i probably think, that, I think the, that like if you're
1: a did. professional athlete and you're like banking on not getting injured then that's a ridiculous thing to do that's what i think um and i think if you're a professional sports agent you don't let your client do that
2: yeah Well, I mean, there's you gotta sign an extension or you don't sign an extension. He's under contract with the Mariners for the next four years after I'm not sure what exactly when his when his rookie option vests or whatever, you know, like he's he's eligible for arbitration in three years, but he's under contract for four or five until unless they sign something like this. So ultimately that's like he's saying that I'd like to get paid more than the league minimum over the next five years because i want to lock in my future i want to lock in my family's future i want to be able to make sure that generational wealth and now i got seven years to kick ass for the seattle mariners team where he expresses that he wants to be there and then at the end of that seven years depending on his performance he gets a very reasonable and agreed to arbitration points essentially so it's like i mean i get where you're saying that like As a as a laborer, he should be lobbying hard for his laborer brethren, and like the concept of like pushing pushing for better contracts is better. You know, rising tides rise all ships. But I think I think on a certain level, some guys just have to get money for their.
1: You know, I mean, they just get the money, get that bag. Yeah, right. But the thing is, is that he couldn't get four hundred and seventy million dollars in free agency. In five years, and not have to win a single MVP to do yeah. it. Yeah. Well. Um, and because that's the, like that's the, and he can get. I mean, four hundred seventy million cut. over.
2: Four hundred seventy million over the contract though is was is uh, It was like. W- w- I don't remember what the numbers worked out if, to, but it was a very, a, it's among the highest contracts ever awarded, you know, it's not a bullshit contract on the top end.
0: If you sign a 450 million 15 year contract, you make him less than Bryce hope
1: Right. That's mm-hmm. the thing. And he didn't sign that contract. Like he needs to win two MVP awards to make that kind of money. And like that, who does that? Mike Trout wins two MVP awards like so, this well, guy's banking on buying being Mike Trout like that's a huge a huge, huge ass you know
0: is that Seattle's like Shohei Otani is going to win every MVP award
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right exactly <laughs> Seattle's like this kid is 21 years old he's a fucking idiot let's take him for a ride on this contract it's like oh yeah you win two MVP awards, you get $470 million. Let's make it $570 million. <laughs> like, whatever.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: well, all right. I yeah. Otani is the MVP every
1: year.
2: As a Mariner fan, I'm glad that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's great. For you guys. Him up. It's
1: great for the fans, for sure. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's not crazy. a good contract, though. I think it's a bad contract. You might be right, but I'm. Not I, mean, I think it's a huge gamble to give twenty a twenty one year old person, whatever, even ten million dollars a year, whatever he's getting for these first seven years. I think that's a huge gamble. And the, because the, money changes people, and twenty one year olds make bad decisions. Period.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm. I'm excited. I'm
1: happy about it. So, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> you, should you should be. Yeah, you should be. Yeah, it's Vare- good for Mariners Vare- fans. It's just not good for. It's a huge gamble for the organization, and it's not for a good the organization. Deal, believe, or I for. Reckon.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah,
1: for good. the front office.
0: I don't. And Depoto. Yeah. Um. What happened to Ryan Howard?
2: He, he had, played a long career in Philadelphia and retired.
0: But he was wasn't he going to shatter every home run record and then got hurt and and petered out at the end of his career? Yeah, I don't
2: think he was ever going to shatter every home run record. People were pretty impressed with his raw power, but he was a late developing prospect and he played like ten years. But he didn't make it to the majors, I think, till his mid to late twenties.
1: Yeah, and he had like a really high but kind of short peak. Yeah, yeah. that's what I yeah at.
2: yeah it's like. Th- years that he was like three or four years that he was like a really feared slugger and maybe eight that he, he was like decent
0: yeah so he an mvp
2: yeah he won the mvp one year i think MVP one year. yeah he was i think he was a al i think he was a world series mvp i don't know if he was a league yeah
0: the phillies won in 08 that would have been his year, probably <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm not sure sorry i just i'm just thinking of Dude, who I remember, who like Peter, at, like, he was supposed to be one of the greatest of all time. I'm, this is my memory. I'm not saying this is true. I'm saying, wow, Ryan Howard was supposed to be the greatest slugger of all time, and then that never materialized. And and I'm getting back to what Sam's point is about why you got to get that guaranteed money. Dude, Fernando Tatis Jr., his career is kind of like, okay, you're like the face of the league, and now you haven't played in a really long time between injuries and suspensions. That's something, if I were an agent advising a 21-year-old Dominican player, that's something I would take into account. Um I, I can't think of another good example off the top of my head. Like yeah, I don't think
2: yeah. Really I mean, like Tatis got popped for PEDs. That he's probably taking a bunch of shit for to recover from his injuries or whatever. So he's probably just taking whatever the doctors are giving him. I mean,
0: what? But, but you're that's not,
2: gonna, you're 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 making it seem like Tatis is like throwing his life away. But like he he probably took something under doctor's order or what he thought was a doctor's order and or did something. He I mean whatever. He probably like. Can, he can, he can't be accused of doing something that other players haven't done at different times in their career. He oh, made a mistake.
0: 100% agree. He made a bad decision. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you, Thomas. I'm saying you're Fernando Tatis Jr. You're going to the 2021, let's say, season. You are the, you're the most popular player, the most famous player in Major League Baseball. Then what happens? You get an injury. Then what happens? You get busted for PEDs. Then what happens? Your your teammates start talking shit about you.
1: Like right, and you need shoulder surgery now too for some reason.
0: But like shit can go downhill fast.
2: <clears throat> right. So I mean, for Fernando Tatis, like <clears throat> he got himself some money before shit went south. <laughs> That's good. if he'd been on his rookie contract he wouldn't have anything to show for what he's done d- did in the mlb and while he hasn't done very much i get it but he himself is paid so i think it's you know on a certain level like get yourself paid because you never know what's going to happen
1: <coughs> he got all like, guaranteed money though
0: right yeah yeah mm. Anyway, Seattle Mariners 2022 World Series. And
2: they retired Ichiro to the Mariners Hall of Fame this last week.
0: I had a weird question. I'm going to ask this question, and then we got to move on. But um, what do you guys think? Are there more Mariners fans or Angels fans in Tokyo?
1: Right now, probably Angels fans. You think so? Like
0: right, because be more ETL fans are Show High fans.
2: I would say the Angels are maybe overtaking the Mariners, as I would guess. But the Yankees are always in the top two, so I, I would imagine that the <laughs> Yankees are number one.
0: When huh? so, so I went to Germany this summer, and everyone was wearing Yankees hats. Yeah, I everybody
2: have, in the world wants the Yankees to win.
0: Everybody's wearing even in Japan where they know baseball.
2: Yeah, I think
1: so.
0: Really? That's too bad.
1: Well, also, Hideki Matsui was really big in Japan, too.
0: Ichiro technically played for the Yankees.
2: Well, Godzilla, like, destroyed New York, too, right?
0: Yeah, it, only in that Matthew Broderick movie. God, you guys remember that? The Matthew Broderick Godzilla movie? have <laughs> no, the been so movie. many of them. <clears throat> so bad. That's, like, the worst movie of all time
1: god damn Uh. all right
0: all right we're gonna wrap up with tennis you guys ready
1: yeah you want me to read this one or yeah do it if you got a question i didn't write a question for you all right serena williams uh is back at the u.s open she won her first round match 6-3-6-3 over danka Kovenich in what will most likely be her last tennis ever tennis tournament uh, although Williams has struggled on the court this year, she remains the biggest draw in tennis with tickets to the U.S. Open going for $3,000 each and more than 24,000 fans in attendance, including Queen Latifah, Oprah Winfrey, and Billie Jean King. Um, so the question is, do you think Serena Williams is going to win the U.S. Open this year? No. Yes.
0: No, no, like it's Yes. If she wins. You think so? Yeah. She's going to win.
1: What? Uh, I wa- I, I watched the match. She didn't look great. I she mean, did... she won in straight sets, but both both players were playing kind of sloppy tennis and I don't think I mean, we'll see. She can get her I, serve I, together. She could maybe make a run at it, but I got to tell you
2: I watched 10 I tried to watch get into Wimbledon. I was thinking about you, Sam. I oh, yeah. Watch, I was watching tennis and I just couldn't fucking, these guys are such <laughs> fucking pauses, dude, this fucking, what's this kid that, the fucking New Zealand kid with, that's like, got a like, he's like the bad boy of tennis or whatever. Oh,
1: yeah, that guy's the worst. He's you're Just
2: like all these like fucking just pampered. Baby boys just fucking dancing about on some grass. I was just like, these guys fucking can go fuck themselves. I tried to watch it for a while, and I just couldn't fucking take it. I was, they're just the worst fucking pontificating fucking privileged pieces of fuck, oh, dude. I was just, I, I could, I tried, I tried, I couldn't do it. I'm curious
1: what match you were watching. <laughs>
2: they just, I watched, so I watched George Soros or whatever the fuck.
0: Doing
1: tennis. <laughs> usually there's not a lot of personality coming through in these tennis matches. But
2: I thought there was. I thought they were just all so
1: smug and shitty guys. you were seeing something. That guy is the worst, though. That Australian dude. I can't remember his name. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway.
0: I had... I used to have... uh, uh, I think he listens to a podcast. Benjamin, my roommate from France. He he lives in Queens now. He's Well, he's probably not going to the U.S. Open, but i has been to the U.S. Open. Fucking loves tennis. And living with a, a French dude... Who's really into sports, but French sports? So we watched soccer, rugby, cycling. Row, yes, cycling, yes, rowing, and tennis.
1: Hmm, I can like, get on board with two of those. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like, I hated. I, I I still don't like tennis, but but he was the one who's like, no, that. Like, it's really cool to watch tennis with somebody who knows tennis and is like, no, here's what you're watching for. And then you're like, oh, okay, cool. I get it now. Which is cool. I'm sure that's true of literally any sport. Not cycling. No, No, that's not true.
2: I disagree. Really? Cycling
1: is pretty interesting. Oh, man. Disagree. It's watching people exercise. I feel that way about all of those sports running, cycling, swimming. You're watching exercise. Watching people work out. It's like, oh my God.
2: Oh, man. The hardest I ever worked out was playing tennis in the sun.
0: Oh, yeah. That's actually a good goal. Tennis is like physically grueling.
2: Yeah, it's exercise.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. But
1: you you score points and you're like, yeah. You know, there's like a scoring and competitive, you know, it's not just like, oh, I worked out faster than you. (laughs) Like, look how fast I can work out.
2: You should have a stair climbing contest in the.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm sure there (laughs) is. Exactly. exactly. I am fucking 100% positive
0: that's a thing, Thomas.
2: The 15,000 stair.
0: Yeah, like, who can climb the stairs the fastest, fastest?
2: Yeah. You could have like short. You could have short bursts, and then you could have like marathon stairs, like the firemen. You have to, or then you could be like weight classes where you have to carry things upstairs.
0: Oh my god, that sounds amazing! We need to do this.
2: The, the stair, the stair Olympics.
0: The stair Olympics. Stair
2: Olympics, and then you could have you could have staring contests. Um, no, that would be like the, the all.
0: <laughs>
2: would,
1: you, have to, you have to walk up a flight of stairs and not blink the entire like <laughs> maintain eye contact.
2: I mean that that would be like a that would be a biathlon essentially of it the stair- staring
0: stairs, the stair, 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 stair. Staring, staring stairs, staring stairs, stairs. <laughs>
2: the stairlympics. This is um, a good idea.
0: Sam Djokovic is not allowed in the U.S. Open, right?
1: Yeah, because the vaccine mandate.
0: <clears throat> fucking hilarious. Like, it's August of 2022, and he's still not getting vaccinated. That guy's got Who was there.
2: it? Was it Whit Merrifield? Is he? No, still not vaccinated?
0: no it was Ben, know,
2: no, he got ben...
1: vaccinated.
2: Yeah. Oh, because he went to Toronto. That was what it was.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah and well, what didn't Ben Intendi go to New York and immediately have to get vaccinated, too? Yeah. Like all these guys are when they were in Kansas City, are like, we're not going to Canada because we're not getting vaccinated because it's our political choice. And then someone's like, hey, we come here, and they're like, oh, yeah, we'll go there. We'll probably get vaccinated, no problem. <laughs> you fucking ding-dongs. You don't have a fucking political fucking perspective.
1: No, Whit Merrifield said when he couldn't go to, to Canada, he's like, if I was playing for a team that was a competitor and might have to play Toronto in the postseason – I would get vaccinated, but I'm not, so...
0: That, wait, he that. <laughs>
1: yeah, he said that. He's. I think that him and Ben and Kennedy both said that.
0: Yeah, no, Mike Methaney's the problem. Like, Mike Methaney's Q&A. And he's telling the guys to not get fucking vaccinated. Fucking Matheny. I hate
2: that
1: guy. <laughs> if we go back to the Serena Williams match, though? Like, you mentioned oh, yeah. some celebrities. Bill Clinton was there. Um... Spike Lee was there. I think Spike Lee's always there though.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: But he was like on the court. There was like a tribute video narrated by Oprah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, for this match. Well, I think people were expecting Serena Williams to lose. But there was also (laughs) like... Yeah. they (laughs) They had the farewell ceremony after the um... The farewell ceremony was after the the match, just in case she did lose, I guess. Um, and then she fucked it all up by winning. Yeah, she won pretty handily, too. She's going to win. She's
0: going to win the whole thing. No. She's that not. would be so awesome. That would be awesome. What's Okay, in your lifetimes, in your memories, what is the most, like, Hollywood sports thing you've ever seen? Like, oh, this would be, like, That would be a Hollywood movie, right? 42-year-old or however she is, Serena Williams, wins the U.S. Open before she retires. What's the most Hollywood thing you've ever seen or known about?
1: I don't know. Would it be the the most Hollywood thing?
2: the problem is, is that what you're talking about is like most Hollywood thing is a culmination of a lot of like extra extracurricular events. Right. It's not just like, like the craziest sports occurrences. You know what I mean? Like fucking Texas coming back against USC in that fucking like national championship game or whatever. Like there's like, there's like, there's like actual moments of like, Whoa, how the fuck did that? I mean, the, the, uh, the Red Sox coming back from down three zero was kind of like, I, but that was a total. Those are totally different experiences, you know. I,
0: mean? I was thinking, no, Red Sox would be on the list.
2: I mean, that experience was kind of crazy. I mean, but like you know, Kirk Gibson's walk off against the against the A's in the first game of of Game One of the World Series, you know, like that had like immediate implications that were kind of felt through the whole series and resonated throughout that series you know what i mean like the a's were supposed to win that series big time and kurt gibson hitting that home run and winning that game against eckersley in the ninth had like it was more of a metaphorical moment than a big yeah. sports moment you know what i mean so like that becomes a more of a hollywood story because of the circumstances and that surround it you know the us beating russia and in, in lake placid or whatever yeah. like.
0: That's so funny because that's a Hollywood moment that I have absolutely no emotional attachment to. Right. Everybody cites that as like one of the greatest moments of in sport, the Miracle on Ice. I haven't seen the movie. Like, I don't care for that moment. Yeah, I don't care. I didn't witness it. I don't care about hockey. It's such a weird like uh detachment for me. But also
2: like you also but, probably yeah, were indoctrinated into you like USSR USA kind of like
0: exactly. us
2: versus yeah. them
0: mentality. Which, which in like, nineteen eighty I mean, was the seventies and the eighties were huge about like we gotta win the Olympics to be right. fucking Soviets. Yeah. Well, no, Yeltsin.
1: What by the way. Boris Yeltsin, Doris Yeltsin died today.
0: Not Gorbachev. Kyle Gorbachev. Oh, sorry, Gorbachev. Yeah, yeah. Gorbachev. Okay, you were gonna blow my mind, that I thought Gorbachev I did. Died. I thought I was
2: about to be Nelson Mandela, dude.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, I thought Gorbachev died. No, Gorbachev. Yeah, no, I saw that. Yeah, Gorbachev died. Um okay, you know what I would throw out there for me is the 2016 Cleveland Cavaliers. Defeating the Golden State Warriors in the NBA finals.
2: That was pretty crazy.
0: Yeah, because that's got a big comeback, technically an underdog, and then like LeBron James bringing the champion,
1: He's the main character.
0: To, yeah, and and like bringing you know he left and he was the hated villain, and then he comes back to Cleveland and is redeemed by winning a championship for Cleveland. Um, that I would put, like, in terms of like, if you're writing a story, that would be at near the top of my list, at least in my lifetime, or at least in my memory.
1: Serena Williams winning the US Open at <clears throat> age 40 sounds like a movie that um Clint Eastwood would direct.
0: <laughs> yeah, but then like they she'd hate on some Koreans for some
1: reason unspecified. Right.
0: <laughs> those always been the, racist. the
1: old guy just like coming out on top in the end, you know?
0: There'd be some really evil Asian character for no... Oh, fuck. Osaka. Damn it.
1: Um, (laughs) I don't think she's in the tournament this year.
0: Fucking walked into my own joke. Fuck.
1: (laughs) And that's why you get banned from Twitter, Joel. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh we gotta get out of here i wanna i want to read this one tweet to you guys and then we're gonna log off um on august 29 2022 serena williams won at the u.s open and albert Pujols hit a home run on august 29th 2001 serena williams won at the u.s open and albert Pujols is a home
2: run. There was also uh, a an, 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 an I saw that same thing and that was going to be my comment, but it was a uh, uh Dante Bichette, uh, Craig Vigio, and uh, Vlad Guerrero Senior all were on starting rosters in the MLB and in twenty two both got all three of their kids. Vigio,
0: Guerrero and Bichette. Yeah. Do they all play for the Blue Jays?
2: They do. It's the juniors.
0: Yeah, someone should investigate the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, maybe I don't
2: like the Blue Jays.
0: Yeah, I might not like the Blue Jays now. Like, Shit. they're like they're yeah, We just like,
2: learned about ourselves.
0: They're like the Yale. They're like Yale of major, like. <laughs> The did Blue Jays are the
2: Ivy League of the American League
0: East. <laughs> like, did your dad go here? Yeah, okay. You.
2: Well, none of them played for the Blue Jays.
0: Well, ex- well, oh no, he played for the Expos. Yeah. Yeah, Vlad Grewd senior played for the Expos. And <laughs> yeah, fuck the Blue Jays. Okay. All right. <coughs> Lock it off. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. This has been Dump on the Yump ostensibly a baseball podcast. Uh if I ever get my account back, you can follow us at Dump on the Ump. Uh we got a Facebook account, Dump on the Ump, Instagram, WordPress blog, etc. Uh if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. And you can also listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. For Thomas and Sam, my name is Joel. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great evening and a pleasant tomorrow.
1: Sweet babe, I'm going to leave you, and the time